in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to an episode of the Top 10 Show that we do for the Patrons. It is called Topic Thunder. Now it's an official Top 10 Show with that video on there. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I, I hit the start button a little too quickly before I realized we should play that video first. So, uh, you know, Top 10, I approach Top 10 as like just Matt and I hanging out talking about shit. But sometimes I forget you got to put a little bit of professionalism on it. So I apologize profusely to people who are we're looking for the video you got the it's video fine. so anyway uh so this is as i said topic thunder that's right we're doing our thing here um matt uh what do we got today what's a, who, who how does this all work for people um so if you're a patron then you go to patreon.com forward slash top 10 and there's an email address listed there and you just email in your topics for those at the five dollar tier and up so whatever you want us to talk about, and we put this out. It was a Patreon-only show, but now with everybody looking for anything to listen to, um, we decided to open it up. It's still f- only for patrons, so you guys know what the email address is. Go over there. I'm not going to say it on this show because it right. goes to the free feed as well. Uh, but it's just whatever in the world they want to hear us talk about, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so Ashley Prowls has sent us the first one. And okay. No, any of these are before we open them. Yeah. Uh so here we go. It says, hey, guys, uh, I was unsure if this tier would allow me to ask a question, but fingers crossed it does. Would you guys ever do a top 10 worst of again? I did enjoy the show uh, where films were shit on. Hope you and your families are both safe during this time. Cheers. <laughs> I love that. I love that when you guys tore a film apart, but I hope your family's doing well. Hope your family's well. I hope everything's going all right with you guys. Uh, yeah, we. Um, depending on when we drop this, we yeah, are this comes doing- out. Two days before this comes out, they okay hear that show. So yeah, we just shit on a bunch of movies. Yeah, we did. We really did. Uh, we can't, you know, we don't divulge the topic topic before we drop the show. But just rest assured, there is yeah. a worst episode coming uh, in. Uh, like Matt just said, two days after you listen to this one, if you're listening okay. to it on the day we drop it. Two days before they hear this one. I'm sorry, two days before you hear this one. So you know we did talk about a worst uh, uh, thing uh, uh, at all. And we, I know, I, I like, I, you know, it's... It's good to do them every once in a while. I I, I I tend to veer away from doing too many of those. I understand why. Yeah, and no, when it's not it's not about branding or anything. It's more like you're starting to get the vibe that people kind of start to not like those things. You know, there's been a kind of movement here to kill off the worst of lists uh, for magazines and websites and whatever they say it's offensive to people work really hard on the film. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, but why are we adults? Why are you denying yourself the simple truth that you made a just turd of a movie? It, <laughs> it does happen. And sometimes it happens to the best of them. Oh, sure. You know, it's inherent kind of in the process when you have that many moving parts and you have so many people that you're relying on. That it's kind of impressive that we get so many amazing films that we do. Yeah, uh, you're actually right. A, a lot of directors say that it's a miracle uh, whenever you leave a process and you actually have a good <laughs> film because of all the moving parts, all the decisions you have to make, 
all the stuff you have to endure, it's always a miracle that you have a good film by the time it's over. So, yeah, I totally get it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I don't – it's not that I have an aversion to it. It's every, every once in a while it's fun to do, that's for sure, uh, because sometimes people don't go in to make a movie with the best of intentions, uh, and they make a crappy one because of their ego or their mm-hmm. arrogance or th- whatever it is or their incompetence, and they create a bad movie. And I think and, – and, you know, I've seen so many mo- bad movies now – from writers and people on websites, there's always someone to defend shitty movies uh, who, wa- who want to say it's hot take or whatever the crap they say. Um, you know, I saw someone defending something the other day that I thought was universally accepted as a terrible movie. Oh, Superman four quest for peace. Somebody was legitimately defending that movie as a, as a, as a kid's movie for kids to enjoy. And I just was like, I was going insane reading that as if kids were a, a bunch of lunkheads, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. It just drove me insane. Spoiler alert amongst the two of us. It did not make my list, but it was on my honorable mentions. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I remember being a kid sitting there frustrated, like, why I hate this. Like, not yeah. really being able to process why I fucking hated this movie so much. <laughs> uh, mm. but I don't have the love for Superman, so it's like, ah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna make my list. Right. It's all subjective, right? And that totally makes sense. Cause I mean, you you're not that disappointed because you don't have a love for Superman anyway. So it wasn't that disappointing to you. So yeah, I can understand that. Um, all right, you got the next one, sir. Yeah, yeah. Let me grab the next one here. Uh, thank you, Ashley, for that one. Mm-hmm. This is from uh, Ed Buskirk. Ed Buskirk. Um, hope you uh, you typed this one out. Interesting. Hope you and your families are doing well. Thank you both for all the content you provide. Well, thank you, Ed, uh, for this show and all your shows. I truly appreciate all your hard work. Uh, for the quarantine, I have been working my way through the AFI Top 100 films. I think this list was last updated in about 2007. One, do you remember any glaring omissions from this list or any films that have come out since then that you believe would deserve to be added to the list? Stay safe, gentlemen. We're all counting on you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, Peace, Ed Buskirk third from the Evermore Ministries. Oh, respect. All right, little holy man giving us a blessing. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, what's your feeling about this one, Matt? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, I pulled up the list. Okay through and see what's on there the problem is what okay what movie was omitted from this i don't know the hundred off the top of my head right no good point we should bring it through through all hundred it's even hard to process what didn't make it because your mind is still kind of wrapping itself on what did right uh what about the question the question is then you look at the list and you go okay what would i take off you know okay right and what and what would i nominating things that i think could potentially be taken off and let's see, let's see how far we get. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, so far, all right, City Lights 1931. I haven't seen it. Talk to me. Oh, that's the Charlie Chaplin film. Are you kidding? <clears throat> that's oh, an is incredible it? Film. Yeah, yeah, it's Charlie okay. Chaplin film, City Lights. That's a, that's a damn good film. And on Criterion as well. Um, I don't look at one to take on. The General is, uh, that's number 18. The General is um, uh, Buster Keaton. Tootsie. Um, I take Tootsie off. You take Tootsie off? What? I take Tootsie off. You're insane, man. E.T. I take off. Uh, E.T. I might uh, lobby to have taken, especially that high. E.T. should be down in the 70s or 80s if it's going to be on this list at all. It should not be 24. You can tell me E.T. is better than In the Heat of the Night. Are you out of your fucking mind? Come but on. The problem is, is we are in the minority about our distaste of, of E.T. I think it's objective, though. Even though we don't like the movie, we could still objectively believe it deserves to be on the list. I, I, I don't mind that it's on this list. I just think it shouldn't be that high, you know? Um... Mash, nineteen seventy. Yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up as strongly as you would think. 
I, I, it never really piqued me. I much prefer the TV show that I've watched on reruns. Okay. I would probably move Sound of Music a little bit lower. Um, I'm talking about, yeah, bumping off. Is there anything? You oh, bumping off, yes. Take um, off. Uh, I, I would take Nashville off. I've never understood why people like that movie. Okay. It's never done a thing for me. Sullivan's Travels is an interesting movie. I think the only reason it's on here is because of the thematic nature of the movie. But overall, it's not that great of a movie, in my opinion. Uh, I'm sure there are people screaming at us right now for this uh, for this uh, ripping off these films. Um, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans from 1927. I don't think that needs to be on the list. I'll be honest. What about you. what about at 96? Do the right thing. Do you think that's one of the hundred best films? I do. I think Do the Right really? Thing should be even higher than ninety six. I, I like his other movies better. What like, but Malcolm X is, is a flawed film. It's not. It's not that strong of a film. Do the Right Thing is a cohesive film yeah. that works within itself. The, Malcolm kind of goes off the rails as the film goes on. And that's the problem with with Mal- and Do the Right Thing. I mean, uh, shit. I like Black Klansman more. Okay, I like I, you can make an argument for that, but it's, I, think I, I like Inside Man more. Certainly a better, certainly a better constructed film, more mature film. Yes, that's a fair point. I think Do the Right Thing because of the social impact it had in '89. This idea of this True. kind of story told when people weren't allowed to tell this kind of story, with black black people weren't allowed to do this in the mainstream, and so uh, because of studios, not because they weren't allowed uh, legally or anything like that. All right, <clears throat> I got th- three quick fire for you. Okay, Platoon. Yeah, I might take Platoon off. I think I would agree with you, my man. I, yeah. not in, not in Adios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand why it's on this list, but Easy Rider. No thanks. Yeah, I'd probably take Easy Rider off. once. It's again. a bunch of vignettes stitched together because they're driving across country. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. Uh, and uh, in the minority, more than likely, once again, no way is this top 100. Titanic. <laughs> it's a good movie, but top 100? No. Yeah, I, I think... I think you could make a case to move Titanic off. I think you absolutely can make a case to move Titanic off. Some of these rankings, man, I want to do a whole show where I'm bitching about the rankings. Why is 12 Angry Men 87 and Annie Hall is 35? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? Or best years of our lives at 37? Maybe, no. Maybe do a Patreon uh, exclusive <laughs> where we do our top 100. Oh, my God. That would be great. What, will we would use you? this or would we create our own list? No, we create our own. That's and a we just one show. Yeah, no, no, no. One week we just do 100 through 90 or whatever, 91. Oh, I see. 10, 10 a week. Yeah. It's not a bad idea, actually. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, do something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we should make it a live show. We should make it a live ah. show so people can chime in and get upset with us and argue films with us. That would be fun. <laughs> I would like that. Uh, yeah, I'd be in on that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would move 1917 into the top 100 immediately. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind I would put in the top 100 immediately what about american graffiti is that well, i wouldn't no but that's wait wait is it on the list yeah yeah i would take that off it's it's 62 wow so it's, it's better pop- than network raiders of the lost ark unforgiven clockwork orange saving Private ryan shawshank redemption butch cassidy it's like bullshit that's all a lie lambs in the heat of the night all the president's men the wild bunch the apartment spartacus like there's no fucking way american yeah, graffiti better than those movies yeah spartacus is a better film that's the problem look if you called the american film institute not the american i like these movies institute then you've got to honor the the rankings of these films a little bit better in my opinion you know there's no way that technically 
uh, or overall that uh, American graffiti is better than a majority of the films below it. Or in in the heat of the night, man, fuck, in the heat of the night should be in the top thirty, man. That is an incredible film. Um, yeah, Sound of Music, I would move a lot farther down the list for sure. If Star I, Wars does not make the list. Ooh, you wouldn't put Star Wars. Ooh. No, no, no. I'm saying on this. So American oh, graffiti yeah. makes it, and none of the Star Wars do. Well, that's fair. Yeah, none of the Star Wars. You'd have to move one of the. Wouldn't you have to move one of the Marvel films into here? You'd have to, right? At some point. Uh, yeah, you would. Right. I like if we're being honest of the best movies of all time. Okay, any of these on this other one basically carry the burden of twenty-one other movies. Yeah. Say you chose Endgame. Yeah. And to successfully pull that off, it's a testament to the overall artistic brain trust that all the different directors, the writers, the actors, yeah. and up at the top. It's, I mean, that's a monument of cinematic achievement. Yeah. Oh, I got, I would get you one. I got one. You can take number 50 completely off the list. Well, of course for you. <laughs> well, no, because the Fellowship of the Ring isn't even the best one of the trilogy. It's the second one. And if you move the second one on Two Towers, I would have no complaints. I even yeah, but less a complaint if you put Return of the King on over Re- Fellowship of the Ring. Of those two, I think Return of the King should make it. No one, no one likes Two Towers. What? The Helm's Deep fight is incredible. I know. It's my favorite. It's yeah. not even close to me. That's my favorite one. Yeah. And I like them and you don't, but uh, I I think it would be Return of the King won the Oscar. Right. So that should be the one up there. More than likely, yes. Yeah. A fellowship should not be up there. But then it's 2007. When did, I think, uh, Return of the King won what year? Uh, maybe it was right after. I guess it was right after. Yeah, so, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so I yeah I would definitely put some of the more recent ones in there because I think there's some. I mean, honestly, there's got to be a Denis Villeneuve one in the Without top 100, right? Don't you think? And some like you know, Parasite and Jojo Rabbit were my two favorite movies of, of well that yeah. seventeen, all three, but all three were just all time classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utterly different, and it just there's three. That I prefer over, I don't know, so far like seven or eight on this list. Yeah, I would put even Social Network. I would absolutely put Social Network in there. Okay. Just for its statement about, you know, yeah, what it's saying, what it, what, what about the the world. You know? I'll be intrigued if that one holds up in twenty years. Yeah, you think so? Really? People are rediscovering it now. True. Um, I don't know, but it's so. Is Facebook even going to be around to basically bolster its relevance? That- that's a fair point. That's actually a fair point. What about um for you? What about Lincoln? Would you put Lincoln in there? It, it'd be part of the discussion for me. Uh huh. But I mean, if I'm in my top hundred, that's a lot of movies. It's it? a lot of movies, bro. That's a lot of movies. It's a shit ton of movies. So yeah. I go through it genuinely, and I, I, you know, I've got huge blank spots from earlier film. Yeah. Yeah. Only so many that I've gone back for because we still churn out a ton of, of work, you know, every yeah. year uh, in the biz. Yeah. Like zero, zero dark 30. I, I don't know. I, maybe I can make a case for that. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think that makes my top hundred personally. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, no country for old men. Wouldn't, or there will be blood. There will be blood. Come on. That's got to make the list. That's got to make the list. Exactly. There's no Cohen brothers on that list. Yeah. No uh, P.T. Anderson. Right, right. And there's no, was Scorsese has Goodfellas, and I think that's it. And Scorsese and Goodfellas is way down on the list. I know. 
Yeah. I mean, you could argue get out. Okay. You could argue get out. Um, and what's the other one I just looked? Oh, Mad Max Fury Road. That's another one you could argue. You could argue, make an argument for it. I would um, take it over to American Graffiti. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's like an unfair fight. I don't even understand why American Graffiti, how is it so revered that it even made this list? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be on over It's interesting because it was like, oh, a bunch of young actors and a young director made it, you know, a period piece in essence. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Well, it's because it was like the youth of everybody who was voting. That's probably why. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know, you got Lucas, you got Ron Howard on the tail end of his acting before he gets into directing. Yeah. Young and Ford. And then after that, it's a who's who of great actors that worked steadily for the next two, three decades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I remember the question. What was the question? Did we take some? Oh, that was, I think well, we did. Yeah, take, add. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so the next question on Topic Thunder. Yeah, thank, thank you for that. That was a damn good question, Ed Buskirk. It was, yeah. Mr. Buskirk. And if you're looking to us for <laughs> salvation in this COVID times, you might want to repair that doomsday. You know, listen to Alex. <laughs> eat that neighbor's ass. Get in there. That's such a weird <laughs> I love that. That's not how he said it, but that's how the internet extrapolated. Yes, yeah. I love uh, it. I watched the clip after I read the little thing and I was like, what? <laughs> what? And then I re- and watched it and be like, okay, he said the phrase. <laughs> Just that and you, I beat his ass. I'll, you know, you do a lot of things to his ass. Right. <laughs> uh, but so I'll true. eat my neighbors. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, anyway, this is from Josh Lawrence. It says, oh. hey, John and Matt, uh, I'm a letter carrier in Morgantown, West Virginia. There you go. And your guys' podcast helped me get the, through the day quicker. Matt, have you ever been to any WVU uh, football or basketball games growing up? I went to the 13-9 game when WVU lost a pit to go to the national championship game. Uh, wasn't the very best memory. Wasn't the best memory ever. John, did you have a memorial FSU game? Probably a, a – oh, yeah, I don't know. What's memorial uh, FSU game? I, I, oh, my memorable. guess is memorable. Yeah, I think he's trying to say memorable. Right on. Okay. Um, I went to – one that I can remember, it was uh, uh, for the Mountaineers games. Okay. It was when Major Harris was the quarterback, and they went to the national championship and lost to, I think it was Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, Major Harris. I remember him. Uh, I watched in that season. I went to one game uh, then. I want to say I went to one other game, and I went to one basketball game. Huh. Those were the Mountaineers. I think a, two for sure. I want to say I go to, went to a second football game. Right. Uh, um. Here, I So – Real quickly, I I did cheer for West Virginia for a long time in the '90s uh, and early too, because I had a friend who's who was a big whose dad had gone to West Virginia, so he was a big West Virginia Mountaineer fan. So I kind of like gravitated to as one of the teams that I cheer for in college uh, college football. So I always enjoyed their their um, games uh, when they were on top when they were winning. So and I remember that national championship game with Pitt. I remember that it was so insane. Um, a memorable FSU game, honestly, the national championship game when we beat Virginia Tech, certainly. Uh, but I would say when Chris Ricks threw that pass to beat Florida in the back of the end zone with time running out on the clock uh, to win the game, that is my most memorable FSU game. I lost my freaking mind. I was hoarse for like three days because I yelled so fucking much. I'd never seen us we because Florida was always stomping our asses. Uh, and so yeah. like when we and won, Miami too. Yeah. And Miami too. We, we, we couldn't hit that. 
those field goals twice. I mean, we have a whole FSU has a completely different legacy if we can beat Miami on those two field goals, like a completely different legacy. Uh, but with Florida, it was that Chris Ricks, because we never get the best of Florida. And uh, to see him throw that ball all the way to the end zone, right at, uh, I think right as the time was expiring or about to expire, and win the game against Florida, that was incredible. So that would be the most memorable FSU game for me, other than the national championship game where I was, but oh no, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, well, the, there was, I went to the national championship game here in, damn, in California. I forgot, in Pasadena. Okay. I went to the Rose Bowl to see them beat Auburn. I was there the whole time. That was very memorable. We were sitting amongst a whole sea of Auburn fans uh, who were very kind, very gracious, and d- dealt with us winning the game very well. Uh, we didn't over-celebrate until they all had cleared that section, and then we started celebrating. But certainly, that's a, that's a me- yeah, exactly. That's a memorable uh, uh, experience for me. But uh, yeah, so that Chris Ricks game, and then actually being at the national championship live to see Jameis win it was pretty incredible. So yeah, those are my memorable games. The nice thing though about like national championship game is it prices out all the dipshits. Oh, it really does. Because it, it sucks. It's, yeah, it's crazy expensive to go mm-hmm. to a game with those kind of stakes. Yeah, uh, but it just keeps out anybody that would be reckless. Because once you've spent that amount of money, you're, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, it's really difficult to go out of way to screw that up. Yeah, seven hundred dollars just to act the asshole. It doesn't make sense. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, right, let's do one more as we're wrapping up here. I think, um, uh, thank you, Josh, for that question. Fred tastic three fourteen. He says, Hey fellas, Matt and John thought I'd throw a sports question at you. If COVID 2019, 2020, I love that 2019, 2020, like it's a season. If COVID 19 slash 20 is still a serious issue in America, can the NFL survive with empty stadiums and only taking TV revenues? I know the networks can pump in stadium noise over the air, but can the players play to their potential without the crowd? Thanks for taking my email. Have a great day, and I'll keep listening. Fred Castillo. Um, all right, Matt, what do you think? Well, as <clears throat> recording this, so the NFL schedule comes out a week from today. Yeah, supposedly. That'll us, yeah, that'll tell us exactly what they intend on doing. I've listened to a couple different podcasts uh, about the discussion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Simmons had two ideas that I think I heard there first, which is one, basically just finding a few different geographic locations and putting a bunch of teams there and they have a schedule amongst themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then secondarily cleaving off some of the Sunday games and making a Saturday package and then selling that off to the highest vendor to make up for the lost revenue from in stadium. Right. You know, from all the concessions, the eight home games that every owner relies on to make their payroll yeah. of the TV rights and all that. Yeah. If we're still in this same situation where it's a lot of home time, that's a, someone is going to pay through the nose, whether it's Amazon or Netflix yeah. uh, or someone else. But I think one of these streaming teams, Amazon already has the Thursday game. Yeah, they do. Uh, so perhaps Netflix wants to get in on this or Hulu or Quibi or somebody yeah. else. There's going to be a bidding war that can make up for a lot of it. Um, yeah. It'd be weird though, because basketball is, is one thing, as I've heard pointed out numerous times, but once you look at a football roster and the size of the training staff and the health staff and everything else, it's, it just dwarfs, you know, every other team, even baseball. Yeah. To have a moving parade of a couple hundred people anytime they go play a game. Right. I think all these proposals are very cute and very sweet 
and I appreciate the pie in the sky approach to it, but let's fucking deal with reality. And that is these athletes are not going to keep their penises in their pants for three or four months and not sneak a woman into their bedroom or not sneak some woman they or not try to get out and meet somebody or Tinder or Bumble or whatever they want to do. There's just no way, dude. There's just no way. I don't I think, think young men with that kind of, you know, true. sex drive at that age in that shape are just going to sit around for four months with other dudes and just not, you know, uh, give in to their carnal desires. And it doesn't even have to be a starter, man. It can be a, the 52nd guy on the roster who like sneaks out and has sex with somebody or messes with somebody, catches okay. that shit and then gives it to somebody else. What if, okay, so you take that concern yeah. to the Players Association and be like, we need your help with this. If we're going to make this work, we need all your players to buy in. So create. let's create a penalty that you can agree to. Yeah. So you get caught cheating. Say, okay, you did it by, all right, you've been in the league for X number of years. Mm-hmm. And maybe if, if you've been in the league for like seven years and you do this, then you automatically lose the rest of this year's checks once it's found out and next year's. Yeah. If you've oh, been league, wow, that's strong. Yeah, three years or less, guaranteed this year, next year, and the year after. Wow. In the league, because you have to penalize it to the degree because they all want to get their, their salary, their money. Right, right. You have only been in the league a short amount of time. Those are the guys that are going to fuck off most. Yep. They, they're, yep. they're, you know, not as invested in this. If, if somebody's like one to two years in the league and you're barely hanging on, if you get caught, you're banned for life. Yeah. And then – if we can have some sort of like that where there's an incentive, basketball, I think, can get it done. Football, 53, 54 dudes. Because basketball, they only need to get to 70 games, and then they've fulfilled their TV obligations to all their local contracts. Right, but then you've got to jump into playoffs. So True, if but we you don't have just now. Right. But all those people, all those teams have an investment in the outcome of these games more than anything else. Yeah, true. Uh, and especially, too, if you – like the first round is only a best of five. Yeah. The, the amount of time that these guys because once you basically clip off seven and eight from the playoffs everybody else usually has somewhat of a chance yeah when one team is like boom they're gonna make it out of this conference uh well, well i mean i, I just think it's it, it always comes down east. yeah and i think it always comes down to self-destructive impulse of athletes athletes have when they're young they think they're indestructible look at what's happening now all these idiots these yokels running to the fucking beach or that that crazy shit that happened in the Michigan State House, all those idiots cramming into that contained space, uh, you know, they're, they're going to spread it. And so it's like if those fools are going to do it, you don't think what? athletes who are making millions of dollars don't think they're indestructible? Even more so, the hubris of thinking that you're somehow elevated because you've got talent in the sports arena, it'll give you the arrogance to think you can go and run off and have a quickie in a hotel closet. And, and it, that girl may have something – uh, you know, you just don't know because there are asymptomatic carriers and then you're carrying this shit around. Then you start spreading it and then boom, it only takes one or two people to come down with this shit. And then it's all done. But I think the difference is, is basketball can be done on location. They're talking about Disney world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Because the teams are small enough Two, basketball only has a fractional amount of time left. Whereas NFL, if you're going to do this, yeah, it's more quarantining yeah. within a month. Yep. And then figure out all the sites, and you're asking players to do nine months, eight months. Yeah, yeah. basketball players max, it's going to be three. Well, what I read today, be on out ES- in a month. Yeah, and what I read today, Matt, on ESPN is the NFL is starting to explore opening their workout facilities to the athletes, uh, mm-hmm. but only five of them can be there at a time, 
and they're cordoned off away from each other in separate sections of of the, the training facilities so that they don't come in contact with each other. Uh, and that's a weird situation because you can't keep that schedule up. Uh, you know, can for them to get back in shape, sure. But you got to practice. You got to practice. You got to get on the field. So, yeah, we're still a little ways from that. That's what I'm saying. No matter what precautions you do, people are still going to breathe on each other. You know. And now the reports coming out of uh, Wuhan. And I know people are like, oh, why you believe in China? Whatever. With that, it might be it might be airborne. Now they caught some airborne particles. If this thing goes airborne, fucking forget it, dude. It's all shutting down. It's all shutting down, man. There's no way that exists. Well, we'll just rush a vaccine into. <laughs> We'll forego the 18 months of human trial. <laughs> People just volunteer, man. People just volunteer. Uh, oh, you froze a little bit, man. Are you there? Are you there? Uh, let me see. Uh, let me take Matt off. And uh, when he comes back, when I see him moving around down there, uh, uh, Matt, are you back? All right, cool. You froze for a little bit, man. So I took you down until you think came okay. back up. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, both of us obviously follow the NFL and NBA, uh, uh, you know, uh, passionately and uh, wanted com- to come back. Um, yeah. but you don't want it to come back at the expense of these young men and these young athletes, uh, yeah. you know, because sometimes you do got to do the, the hard thing to do what's best for them because their desire just to play and take their chances. That's what you are when you're young. But when you're older, you realize that can lead to a lifetime of s- some serious issues, you know, even playing the game. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. The ripple effect of this we felt all of us for the next, you know, three to five years, I would yeah. guess. Yeah. Depending on when agree. it ends. If it drags on, the longer it drags on, the you know, it's gonna take a while. We'll get out of it. We'll be back to normal. It will happen. It's just gonna be a while. Yeah, just gonna be a while. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for that question. Um uh sorry, uh what's the name Fred-tastic, here? Fantastic Fred Castillo. There you go. Fantastic. Frank Castillo. Thank you so much for that question. Um, uh, and that's, uh, I think we should wrap it up there. We're at 30 minutes on this episode yep. of Topic Thunder. So thank you all so much for sending in your questions. Hope you all enjoyed our conversation. I thought we had got some fun conversations. This is the kind of thing you can expect from this show. So becoming a patron um, means you get to send in your questions to initiate these kinds of conversations. Have us mention you multiple times while we talk about your question. And who knows, you feel some kind of pride that you got me and Matt to get in deep on a question of yours. So it's you know, that's a reason to become a patron as well. Please hit us up over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Uh, and that's it for me. There you go. You can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. And please come on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roka says and sign up there uh, and find me on Twitch on the outlaw nation as well. I'm doing that craziness now too. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next time for another brand new episode of topic. Thunder.